0: Welcome to the Matters of the Heart podcast with your girl, Zoe Alexandra. Here at Matters of the Heart, your heart matters to God, so it matters to us too. Our motto is whole hearts, sound minds, and healed people because we believe God wants that for this generation. So I've created the Matters of the Heart community for women just like you. Women who are strong, resilient. Women who know they don't want their trauma and brokenness to define their story and dictate their lives anymore. Women of God, you are loved. You are chosen and brokenness is not your final destination. You better believe that. Join me each week as we journey together into the matters of the heart and grow with God into wholeness and freedom. This time you don't have to do it alone, girl. Hey guys, it's your girl Zoe Alexandra and I am back for another episode of Matters of the Heart. Um, I'm so happy to be here with you again as we get ready for 2023. I really feel like it's gonna be such an excellent year and so I really feel privileged to be joining with you to help it to be one of your best years yet. So if you don't know, I've just launched a new membership community called She Overcomes, and She Overcomes is a monthly membership where amazing, awesome, committed, intentional women of God have come together to be part of my private monthly mentoring sessions, uh, challenges, um, to be a part of a private community, to have private, um, to have monthly devotionals and resources sent to them, um, and to have private prayer groups and journaling challenges and Q&A sessions. And most importantly, they've come for accountability and encouragement. And so I urge you, if you are looking to make an investment in yourself for next year, um, I encourage you, join us i would love 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 to have you as i said last week i've really tried my best to make it an affordable program because i wanted to ensure it was accessible to many and so if you would like to join the program you can click the link in my in this bio and on uh, whatever it is spotify or apple can click the link in the bio on spotify or apple on my Instagram, on the Matters of the Heart Instagram, or you can head over to sheovercomes.org and sign up to be part of a new membership community, She Overcomes, that is promised to be truly transformational. Okay, so let's jump into this word of wisdom for this week. So I think for this whole month, really, my word of wisdom is really not going to be anything coming from me. I've been listening and gleaning a lot of the people that i have proximity to so being my amazing mentor that i mentioned last week and secondly these are my mentors from afar so there's a man i listen to called apostle joshua selman and one of my friends had actually sent me over um one of his teachings and this was about um understanding times and seasons and so this word was truly transformational like listen by the end of this word i was like on all fours crying out to god asking god for mercy and praying for god's help because man life will like we really need to understand our times and seasons so my message to you from the message i listened to on times and seasons from apostle joshua selman is to maximize your chronos whilst you wait for your kairos so chronos is a measure of time and so we look at it like our daily time each day um that we are in whilst kairos speaks to uh, opportune moments in our lives that can elicit significant change and take us into like the next stage or level of our lives and so this is in relation to times and seasons that many of us don't have an understanding of the times and seasons in our lives and what we ought to do, like the sons of Issachar. Because a lot of, of us know the scriptures. Oh, the sons of Issachar knew the times and seasons. But the scripture goes on to say, But they also know, they also knew what they ought to do. There's no point saying I'm in a season of this, but you don't know how to posture yourself in that season. You need to understand this season and know how to posture yourself to maximize that season and to maximize the time in that season. And so when the time arises for you to be lifted or opportunity arises for you for um for favor or doors are opening that because you have maximized your time and what you and you knew what to do you won't miss divine opportunities and so because we don't have an understanding sometimes of the timing of our lives and what's happening and we don't know what we ought to do like the sons of Issachar we can often miss out on key moments and these key moments are called kairos moments And these Kairos moments shift us into the next stage of our lives. And so this is an encouragement to you to basically make every day count. Don't waste a day. Don't waste a week. Don't waste an hour. Every moment of your life counts. Because there's a moment when your diligence will meet opportunity and favour in your journey. And you will begin to see the promises of God concerning your life fulfilled. These are your Kairos moments. And they require you to be ready. And so for you to be ready, you have to stay ready. And you have to be, in, and this, you stay ready by being diligent and being faithful with the little that you have. And so make every day count. And know that all of your efforts will not go to waste in the name of Jesus. So maximize your kronos whilst you wait for your kairos. Okay, so let's jump into today's episode. So as you can see from the title, I'm sure you've heard this phrase a plethora of times during your life, but today we are going at it from a maybe different angle and it's called let go and let God. Sorry, I had to shout. (laughs) Let go and let God. And this is a word that the Lord dropped into my heart as I was kind of preparing and inquiring of him, like what to speak about, on today's episode as we are preparing for 2023 and he wants us to let go and let God. Hallelujah! So what is letting go and letting God? So we're gonna look at it from the lens firstly of what is letting go. So some of us have been stuck in our lives because we have refused to let go of things in our present. Some of these things are mindsets, some of these things are relationships, some are jobs Some are friendships, some are businesses, just something. For some of us, it's actually our own dreams, the life that we've created for ourselves in our minds. That is good, you know, but it wasn't given to us by God. So it isn't God's will for us. For some of us, we need to let go of bitterness. We need to let go of resentment. We need to let go of unforgiveness and offence that we might have clung onto because we felt entitled to our pain, and our experiences but can I tell you today that holding on to these things that God wants us to let go of is only causing delay in our lives and worst of all for some of us it's impeding intimacy of the Lord because it's prideful that it's saying that God I know more than you that God I feel entitled to do what i want to do i feel that like i'm allowed to disobey you i haven't humbled myself before you i'm not leaning on you i'm not turning to you lord god to help me it's pride and like the thing i said before it stops us from getting close to god and so even for some of us there is a delay in the release of some blessings and promises from god because we refuse to let go of some things and even for some, there's a delay in their maturity spiritually because they've refused to let go of some lifestyles, some behaviors, some mindsets. But God doesn't want us to be delayed. You know, he yearns for you to be in alignment with his will. He yearns for you to not let go. He yearns for you to let go of all you have held onto. He wants you to let go of those things you found your identity in that are not of him. He wants you to let go of those things that are leading you into places of habitual sin and drawing you away from him and his purposes for you and his plans for you. My love, he's urging you in this hour to take his hand and to let go of everything else that you know is not of him or from him. And so let's look at the scripture. And so I asked the Holy Spirit, I said, What's an example, or who is an example, should I say, of somebody who has let go and let God in the Bible? And I'm sure there's a couple of people he could have used, but he brought me to the, the life or the story of Paul the Apostle, formerly known as Saul. So let's jump into the scripture. And I didn't actually uh, take note of the scriptural reference, sorry, but I've got the scripture here. I think it's Acts chapter nine, I think actually, so forgive me if I'm wrong. And it says, then, then Saul, he was still Saul then, not Paul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of, of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were off the way, so that was the ways in reference to what they used to call Christianity. Um, so, yeah, if he found any who basically were Christians, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. So that gives us an insight into who Saul or Paul used to be. He was somebody who persecuted Christians. And the Bible says that as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So he, Paul, trembled and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. And then the men who journeyed with him stood speechless. They heard the voice, but seeing no one. But Saul arose from the ground. When his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. And then the Lord sent someone called Ananias to, to Saul. So we're gonna to skip to verse 17. And Ananias went his way and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. So when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Paul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. Amen. And then we see again, this is significant. Verse 20. Immediately, it says, he preached the Christ in the synagogues, this is Saul now, that he is the son of God. Then all who heard were amazed and said, is this not he who destroyed those who called on this name in Jerusalem and has come here for that purpose so that he might bring them bound to the chief priests? But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who dwelt in Damascus, proving that Jesus is the Christ. Amen. And so we see this terrific story of a life transformed. We see this radical transformation of Saul, who we know now as Paul the Apostle. The irony was that when we first met him, he was a Pharisee. He was persecuting Christians. And to persecute means to be hostile towards or to oppress. So Saul was a man who was hostile, oppressing, mistreating those who identified as believers of Christ Jesus. But on this one day on the road to Damascus, he encountered the Lord Jesus and everything changed in his life. And by the end of this text, we see that Paul was now preaching Jesus and even proving and confounding the Jews that Jesus is the Christ. And the Bible said he immediately preached Christ in the synagogues. And so we see that what happened was there was a rapid and radical change that came about because Paul let go and he let God have his way and his life. And I just even noticed something I didn't notice before. When Jesus appeared to Paul, there was this exchange that happened. When Jesus said, uh, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. And the fear of the Lord came upon Saul and he said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And there was this exchange that Saul was probably a man who was proud. He was well-educated, even well-versed in the Torah. He knew his scriptures. He even called himself the Pharisee of Pharisees in in, uh, another uh, one of his epistles. He wasn't someone who didn't know the word of God. He was sure about himself. He was sure about what he was doing. He was bold. He was boldly threatening uh, um, children of God with murder, threatening the disciples of Jesus Christ with murder, He was planning to bring the people who knew Jesus bound, bring them bound. But when he had an encounter with Christ, can we see that there was a level of humility that came upon him? And he said, Lord, what do you want me to do? This is the posture of somebody who has let go of their life. It's not what am I going to do? It's not my own will. For someone who has let go and let God, that's the question now. I've seen you, Lord. I know you're real. I believe in you. I accept you. Now, Lord, what do you want me to do? And there was this moment of divine exchange of will that happened for Paul that led to his radical transformation that he became like a new man. Hallelujah. He became a different man. His life was transformed. It's this exchange that happened. He let go of his life. And he let God have his way in his life. And so we see that Paul let go of his beliefs. Remember that Jews, they don't believe that Jesus Christ or the Messiah has come yet. They didn't receive Jesus as the Messiah. They still think he's yet to come. And so when Saul let go of his beliefs, after seeing Jesus, he let go of these things he had believed, that he used to... uh, talk about and was so firmly rooted in that he would persecute those who believed in jesus he let go of those beliefs and began to preach about him we see that paul let go of his lifestyle that paul wasn't a nobody in in town this guy was a dondada. he was somebody (laughs) people knew him he was in a position of prominence he let go of his popularity he let go of his social status It wasn't cool to follow the way, it wasn't cool to follow Christ. He let go of that all. He was somebody who enjoyed the finer things in life at the time. But when he decided to follow Jesus, he left everything behind and became a tent maker to now finance his life and his ministry. In addition to the generosity of others who would have uh, later supported him on his journey, he let go of everything. There was this complete abandonment that Paul took That Paul undertook in that season of his life. And Paul let go of himself. He allowed himself to die so that Christ could now live on the inside of him. And he continuously lived as a dead man, allowing the light of Christ to shine through him. It was almost like Saul never existed. Where was this man that was looking for Christians to bind and take them to the synagogue, to, to the high priest? Where was he? He no longer existed anymore. There was a complete abandonment of his old self as soon as he embraced a life with God. Paul let go and he let God. He let God have his way. And Paul wasn't aware of the plans that God had for his life. Paul never knew that he would be the author of several epistles within the word of God. He did not know he would be imprisoned for years for the sake of Christ for sake of the one he once spoke against. He never knew that. He didn't know that he would be a teacher, a preacher, an apostle, an example to Christians for generations to come. Paul never knew that he would be a friend of God. Paul never knew that he would be one that would do great exploits for God. He did not know who he was, but he wasn't able to find out who he was or what God planned for him until he let go. And yes, I'm aware that you're not like uh, Saul right now or Paul, persecuting Christians. And I know that you may not have had an encounter like Paul had on the road to Damascus. But the thing is, Paul didn't believe at that time. You already do. And Paul was given an opportunity to surrender his life to Christ. And so do you. You have the same opportunity. You have this opportunity to let go of all you've held on to that you know is not of him. You have the opportunity to let go of your contrary beliefs, your contrary lifestyle. You have the opportunity to let go of your independence and become dependent on God and become immersed and obsessed with fulfilling your will and purpose for your life, which is the purpose that God has for you. You have the opportunity to let go and let God take you to where you are destined to be, not where you think you should be, or what you think is going to be the most comfortable or convenient. Let God have his way in your life. It won't feel comfortable. I'm not going to tell you no lies. <laughs> but it will be greater than your wildest dreams. There was Saul thinking, yeah, I'm a Pharisee. I'm, I'm that guy. Persecuting these Christians. Meanwhile, there was such a beautiful life that God had planned for him. And once he let go, he was able to experience that. You have to let God take the steering wheel of your life. Give him complete control. At least for once, the car will have a clear direction. (laughs) Are you not tired of trying to live your life on your own terms? Driving to a destination that you don't even know. Taking wrong turns. Wasting your own time and effort. I know I was. And still I'm at times. I'm not perfect. Please all. Are you not tired of the disobedience of ignoring the tugging and the prompting of the holy spirit trying to align you trying to get you to stop repeating the same mistakes again trying to pull you out of habitual sin of toxic patterns toxic relationships i know i got tired eventually and i say this without condemnation but as i said before all of this is because of pride when man fell our sinful nature began to teach us that we think we know more than God and that we can live without him. Our sinful nature began to tell us the lie that we don't need him and in fact, we probably know better than he does. And this is one of the worst things that the enemy has done to the human race is convincing them that they don't need God. And while so many of us Christians, we declare in worship, that we need God and we profess it and we we say it out of our mouths and that we trust him and that we need him. We actually know when we are honest with ourselves that our lives and our actions tell a different story. But you can change that today. And you can change that for your 2023 because we have a merciful God who created a backup plan to redeem humanity onto himself because he loves us so much. And he has created us firstly, to be his sons and daughters. And secondly, he's created us with a purpose, a calling, that it's not a mistake that you were born in this time, in this dispensation, in this generation, that he has made you for such a time as this. And so I invite you, will you let go and let God? Will you let go of all you've known all you've held onto that is pulling you away from him or outside of his will for your life. And if you're not sure what it is, ask the Holy Spirit to show you what you need to let go of before 2023 and how you can better submit your life to God. And I guarantee you, he will highlight it all to you. And I pray he would bring you into alignment and synchronisation with the purposes and plans of God in such a beautiful way. I pray you will be in awe of the father and how he shifts and changes your life and I pray that you'll be in deep gratitude of him as you begin to experience the life that he has waiting for you once you let go. So I encourage you today, let go my love. (laughs) Let go and let God have his way in your life. He's waiting for you to take his hand and he promises you that he'll never let go and never leave nor forsake you. I know that you want different for your life. You want better, you want more, but you can't keep trying to do it your way and without God. Will you let go and let God? Your time of change is now. Hey, my loves, I'm so happy that you got to the end of this episode and I pray it blessed you. I pray it encourages you to just do a deep dive and a reflection on your life on your year and i pray it draws you closer to god and helps you to walk in alignment with his divine will for your life and so that brings us to the end of this episode like i said she overcomes membership is now open don't delay and don't do not dull. do not delay and don't dull. Do. you know <laughs> join us i honestly like the holy spirit is just going to do something amazing and i'm so certain of it for every single woman that joins every single woman that joins the community so guys i would love 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 to have you and get to see some of your beautiful faces as well so please join us like i said register sign up and get ready for a year of transformation you are about to reclaim your story and so that brings us to an end thank you guys so much for joining me again on another episode of nights of the heart Take care, bye.